Hello, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. This episode of the Sean B. Show was recorded on January 7th, the year 2024, at the Edge Construction Studio in Columbus, Indiana. Edge Construction, the masters of all things construction. Okay, give my boy Brian a call. 812-343-3035. Need some dirt work done? A little site development? Okay, anything you need. Construction-wise, these guys have a solution for you. Edge Construction, Columbus, Indiana. Also, go see Wifey. Main character and company open now in Columbus. Booking on Facebook through Messenger. Just reach out to her. Color, style, lashes. She does it all. All right? You're trying to look good so you can feel good, so you can play good, so you can be your best self. Main character and company. M-A-N-E, character and company. Reach out. Okay? Because she's going to do you right. Listen. Gonna be a great show today. All right. Lots of NFL playoff implication chatter. And I'm not real sure why I'd sit here and babble about it. I can just get right to the podcast. Let's go. You're listening to the Sean B show on Second String Media. Hello and welcome into the Sean B show. I'm glad you're here. It's a Sunday edition. It's a Colts post-game edition. Not a happy one. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Actually, we'll probably start with that. All right. Get real pissed off and see just how long I can go. I'm a, I'm a late arriver today. I got here late today. Um, and we started the live stream late today. So for all of you people who were anxiously awaiting at 11, I was not here at 11. Uh, my wife woke me up today and offered me IHOP for breakfast. And uh, you don't say no to that. You don't say no to IHOP for breakfast from Wifey. So, no, it was a great uh, it was a great time this morning. Had some crepes. All right, the cinnamon bun crepes. If you've never had the cinnamon bun crepes from IHOP, you're missing out. I'll tell you that now. You are 100% missing out. How you doing, Aaron? It's good to see everybody. And, uh, yeah. Here live on the Sean B Show. Man, tough night. Tough night. Colts, of course, in their season last night at home against Houston. We'll go on that rant here in a few minutes. Um, you know, f- for starters, I'll say this. Uh, the Steelers did get a win yesterday that I did not think they would get. But they did get it. And uh, their playoff hope still alive. We're going to dive into those scenarios today. They haven't changed much from from yesterday. But uh, the Steelers need uh, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville or Buffalo to lose is now how that goes. But uh, we'll dive into that here in just a moment. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. What are we... You know, it's crazy, right? You look for a look for a website, you don't find it. There it is. There's the website. Oh, full live today. Full live today. Everything's on the fly. Like I said, got woken up this morning to a wifey offer and IHOP. You know, nothing is better after a tough Saturday night than an omelet, a little sausage and cheddar up in that bitch. Uh Hash browns, got to get the cheese in the hash browns. If you're crazy, you get ham in the hash browns. I don't do that. I don't go that crazy. Um, 
mostly because I don't like to give IHOP things they can screw up. But uh, so, yeah, as it sits at the moment, the uh, Houston Texans are the four seed. Now Jacksonville can take that away today with a win, which would make the Texans the eight seed unless Buffalo loses. Um, then they would be the six seed, not the eight seed, the seven seed. Yeah, anyway. But uh, more on that here in a little bit. We'll go through this whole week 18 game slate. Going to talk about this Colts game last night. Going to dive into it. Uh, Colts lose 23-19. Uh, they got a safety for the first time since I can remember the Colts getting a safety. Of course, that was a garbage play at the end where they actually left a second on the clock. They didn't want to. So the Colts had some Indianapolis miracle hopes there at the end with the free kick. Uh, big story in this game last night. CJ Stroud had a great night, 264 yards, two tutties was 20 of 26 through the air. And it seemed like everything he threw up, everything he threw up, they were catching Nico Collins, nine grabs, buck 95. And of course that 75 yard touchdown right over the top. First offensive player of the game for the Texans. Now I'm going to say this. It hurt last night watching that. Knowing that C.J. Stroud before this game said Indy's a weak city. And then the Colts run down, get themselves a field goal, start the game with the lead. And then C.J. Stroud and the Texans come right out of the gate offensively with a home run over the top. Now, in hindsight, it's easy to say, yeah, I definitely saw that coming. Very, very easy to say that. But uh, the reality is, it's just not something you're ever ready for. Um, but uh, the secondary was just right the way he wanted it. They called the play. Nico Collins over the top, 75-yard tud. It sucks. It sucks. What's up, Oliver? But uh, CJ Stroud, 20 of 26. Uh, we'll just roll some team stats real quick. Colts actually winning the total yardage game. Jonathan Taylor on the ground for a buck 88. What a night he had. Um, CJ Stroud out throws Gardner Minshew. Gardner didn't play well last night. Gardner didn't play. I'm not going to say Gardner played overtly bad, but uh, 13 and 24, just over 50% completion for a buck 41. Uh, a couple things missing from the Colts offense last night. You didn't see the home run balls. You didn't see the downfield tries. Of course, like I said, Taylor toted the rock 30 times for a buck 88. Um, got the big 48-yard rushing tud that really made us feel like we had a shot to win this game. Um, you know, Zach Moss being back in and being productive last night, six carries for 30 yards, average five a carry. It's, it's a great Zach Moss night. But you look through the receiving yards, and there was really no standouts. And it's really because Gardner didn't throw the ball well last night. And they didn't, that wasn't, it didn't seem like it was the game plan. So there was no, let's go and, you know, let's catch him here. You know, you, you, you looked at that 50 yard Alec, 58 yard Alec Pierce Tud in the Raiders game. They saw something in the secondary and they were like, let's do this. You know, they saw, I, I think, single high. Now I'm watching last night as the Texans mostly in cover two, mostly two deep safeties every play which is contributory to the fact that Jonathan Taylor was able to rush for a buck 88. 
Um, they strengthened the box in the fourth quarter, and that's when I thought the Colts would really, really make their home run try. But they're coming down this last drive, and it's all Jonathan Taylor. It's all run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Even in situations on first down where I thought you could go play action and really get something done. Now, the Josh Downs catch was big. Got him into got him into their territory. But there really wasn't any chance taking by the Colts. Everything was very safe. Everything was very conservative play calling. Um, outside of the home run ball, I thought the defense played pretty well. Um, you know, the the Texans singletary had sixty three yards on the ground, but fuck, he had twenty four carries. You know, two point six a carry. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. If you're going to hand the guy the ball 24 times for less than three yards every time you do it, I'll take that. Hell yeah. But it was uh, Stroud and that over-the-top over passing attack. Dalton Schultz had a big game last night. But the Texans were clearly playing this cover two, playing this deep coverage, stopping that home run ball, which 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 softened the box up front. Jonathan Taylor Made some great runs last night. 30 carries, buck 88, 6.3 a carry. Easy to do when you've got a couple of big 20 yard, 20 plus yard runs in there. But uh, it, it, the, it, they were predictable. They were so fucking predictable last night. We're going to hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. He's our big money guy. He's going to go win this game for us. And he damn near did. Um, Get me down to the fourth down play. Last Colts offensive play of the season. That's It's tough to stomach. Your entire game plan for the entire day was to be very Jonathan Taylor heavy. Now, I understand the value in saying, ah, put him on the bench. Let's throw this guy in. He'll obviously be in for blocking purposes. And let's get him on a little wheel. Gardner took a lot of shit for that throw, uh, which I didn't think was fair because there were defenders within four yards of the target. Um, you can't lead him out there. That ball's going back for six. You can't loft it over there. They say, oh, he's wide open. Just loft it over there. You can't do that. You cannot do that. That ball's going back for six if he lofts it over there out in front of Goodson. Tyler Goodson got two hands on that football, though. Like, two hands on that football. And I don't care where that ball's thrown or how it's thrown or how bad it's thrown or whatever it is. I don't care. You get two hands on that football. That's your ball. And that's why you let big game, big money guys Roll in those big game, big money situations. You saw 31 hit the turf after dropping that ball last night, and he just knew it. He knew it. He's like, I am literally now a target. I better not check social media. This is not good. And you got a guy in a situation he's not ready for. He's not ready for that situation. You got a fourth and one and a $15 million a year running back. It's almost as everybody said, oh, it's a genius play call. He was wide open. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, he was open. 
but you lead them out there, you put that ball out in front of them, you give that ball a chance to get picked off and go back for six. That's what you do. So you don't. You throw the ball behind him. Yeah, he's got to, he's got to turn his shoulder and make that catch. He was wide open. It should have been an easy turn your shoulder, make this catch, step forward across that yellow line or across the plane of the first down, whatever it is, and, and go back to work. But I don't think the game was lost there. I think the game was lost in that whole game plan on that whole drive. And we were just first down, second down, third down. Tote the rock, tote the rock, tote the rock. I get not wanting to get into third and longs, especially when your numbers on third down yesterday were atrocious. If I'm not mistaken, 0 for 9 on third down. I'm sorry, 1 for 11. 1 for 11 on third down yesterday. That'll cost you a game. That'll cost you a game. One turnover yesterday. You don't want to see those, but okay, not the worst. Colts did win the time of possession battle, which I thought was important, but they didn't win it by much. You got 30 minutes and 42 seconds, 29 minutes, 18 seconds on the other side. So, yes, you won the time of possession battle, but Texans got penalized a whole bunch more. 11 penalties, 69 yards for Houston, only three for 14 for Indy. There's a part of the game they won. They got to C.J. Stroud more than uh, – we got to C.J. Stroud more than they got to Gardner Minshew. Only allowed one sack yesterday. We actually punted less. Uh, to me, this game was lost on third down. This game was lost in, in the play calling. In the play calling. I wanted to see more from a guy who I thought was a clear candidate for coach of the year. What he did was coach against a guy last night who I thought was an up-there candidate for coach of the year. But now, I think he's more of a... I think he's a clear candidate for coach of the year. Easy candidate. Had a great year. They might win the division today. I don't know what the uh we'll look at the odds for coach of the year. Let's see. They don't have it. They don't have it. The odds on some of these futures are crazy. I love the DeMar Hamlin story. And I think I I think the NFL is in a in a position where they have to where they have to give the comeback player of the year award to DeMar Hamlin. But Joe Flacco, what about that guy? Anyway, off on a tangent. Just a bad night if you're a Colts fan. Just a really, really bad night. Again, we out we, we got more yards than they did. 360 total yards to 306. They were better in the air. We were better on the ground. We were better in yards per play. We got five more first downs than they did. Third down efficiency. Third down efficiency is a huge, huge X against the Colts. One for 11. Got to stay on the field. 
you got to stay on the field. Colts ran more plays. They got sacked less. They punted less, less penalty yards. They lost the turnover battle, but only by one. Won the time of possession battle. Got to get in the end zone. Saw a lot of people last night talking shit about Matt Gay. Uh, Matt Gay did miss a 57-yarder. Lest we forget, though, Matt Gay did bang in three field goals. Did hit a 52-yarder. One of the reasons we were in the game. Now, you say, had he made the 57-yarder that he missed, we would have only needed a field goal there at the end because of the missed extra point by Kaimi Fairbairn. And that's true. That's true. Had he just made that 57-yarder. I don't think a lot of you motherfuckers understand for anyone how hard a 57-yarder is to make. You get on these fan groups. It's all garbage. I just don't understand. Like why you guys don't know how hard it is to just bang in a 57-yard field goal. Yeah, it's easier indoors. It is easier indoors. But this guy goes three for four last night, puts up, I mean, almost half of our offense. We're going to give him shit about one field goal. What we should be shitty about is how many field goals we had to attempt because we couldn't get in the fucking end zone because our offense was so one-dimensional last night that it's predictable. Predictable. We tried nothing. We tried nothing in a situation where you could have gone in like fucking Goliath You chose to go in like David. You chose to say, well, all right. We're going to hang with him, win this game at the end. And it almost worked. I hope for next season that this team plays with more swag, that we get a little more assertive, that we get a little more fire under our asses. I'm excited for Anthony Richardson to come back. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be upset with the way Gardner Minshew played this season. I'm just not. I mean, the guy played like a backup quarterback. That's what he played like. Played like a backup quarterback who was thrust into a role, into an offense that wasn't designed for him. And in the last week of the season, we had a chance to possibly go win the division. We were missing our feature back for most of the season. Missing our starting quarterback. Missing our guy who, if you remember, I know a lot of people, this is kind of out of sight, out of mind. But if you remember watching Anthony Richardson play football early this season, you were like, damn, this dude's about to be a dog. I hope he doesn't run. He's just going to get hurt. He needs to learn how to run. 
I'll give you that. He needs to learn how to run. But don't you fucking dare sit here and think about taking away that element of his game. That's an element he loves to be in. That's an element he's paid to be in. Don't you fucking dare sit here and be like, I hope he becomes more of a pocket passer. Fuck you. That is not the guy we drafted. That is not the guy Shane Steichen wants to coach. Anthony Richardson needs to come back to football and be Anthony Richardson. That's what he needs to do. Injuries happen. Injuries happen. You know when injuries happen more often than not? Is when you're doing something that isn't you. When you're playing a role that is not you. When you're being somebody that is outside of the parameters of who you are. That's when shit goes foul. Come back next season and be your fucking self. Because I'm here to tell you. I didn't like the hits. I didn't like watching your head bounce off the turf. All these things are things you can learn. What I want to see is that fucking AR5 cannon that I know is there. I want to see that ability to escape anything. Let's be real honest. CJ Stroud did a great job of escaping pressure last night. He was pressured. But that little like spin around outside of whatever I'm just going to heave this up there and hope Nico goes and gets it. That play was horse shit. You know what doesn't work in the NFL? 99 times out of 100. Football's floating in the fucking air. Last night for a what? It was like second and it was like second and 14. A second and 14 floats a ball out in the air. Nico's like, I'm going to go get that. Colts are like, go ahead, bro. Colts needed a splash on defense. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Created zero turnovers. Again, they did a great job. I think just maintaining their status in the game. But one of these units was going to have to step up and make some fucking noise. And there were no mentions of that. There were no, none of those moments in that game that got you just jacked to be a Colts fan. The Jonathan Taylor 50-yard rushing touchdown. That was a big one. That got people jacked. Hitting that two-pointer to Mo Alley-Cox, let him just go up and grab that board, which is essentially what that was. Here you go, Mo. Go get it. And he did. Tie ball game. Feeling good. The Colts offense ran down the field, marched down the field so much yesterday. Get to the red zone? Nah, we're just going to kick it. We're just going to kick it. It's bad. It was bad. It was hard to watch. But I'm not going to sit here today like pissed off Colts fan and be mad at my team and be mad at this and be mad at that. I will call out the things that I thought went wrong yesterday. I thought play calling was the worst of the worst. The play calling yesterday to me was this conservative David minded shit. You let CJ Stroud call India weak city 
and then you rolled into Lucas Oil like the underdogs that they made you. They made you the underdogs. You weren't the fucking underdogs yesterday. They made you the underdogs. They said you're a two-point dog. You're a a one-and-a-half-point dog, whatever it was. They said that shit. You weren't underdogs yesterday. I don't think there's enough zero sugar Dr. Pepper in this world. I want to be real honest with you guys there. Could drink that shit all day. 23 to 19, the Houston Texans are going to the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts are cleaning out lockers. What a rough day. What a rough day. But, but, for all you football fans, no, there's still a shitload of football left. And now, once this stupid hangover wears off, once this dumbass shit wears off, once we watch football today and realize that the Colts season is over, and now we just got to see if Joe Flacco can actually, what, what, how far can he go? All the way, Joe. January, Joe. Let's go. That's a guy I can fucking root for. You know why? Because he's close to my age. He's not my age. He's younger than me. But he's close to my age. Why did I secretly root for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? Because he's older than me. Us early millennials still out there getting it done. All right? That's why it's easy for me to root for a guy like Joe Flacco. He goes to Cincinnati today. Old January Joe, he's rolling in a seven-point dog, and I'm assuming it's because he's not playing. I'm assuming because many of the Browns players aren't playing today. Cincinnati, seven-point favorites to win today. Um, a lot of the odds and a lot of the spreads on today's shit. It's, today would be a very difficult day in football to bet on a lot of these games. On a lot of these games, it would be difficult to bet. Now, Jacksonville rolls into Tennessee as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mike Vrabel says, my mailing shit in. Now I kind of hope the Jaguars win because I'm just really pissed off at the Texans. No, I don't want you to win a playoff game and get a play to win a division and get a home playoff game in that fucking toilet you guys call a stadium. I don't want that for you anymore. Energy field. No. No. You get to host the natty, and after that, you can shut the fuck up. Jags Titans today, 1 o'clock in Nashville. Jaguars are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I uh, still don't know. Well, let's see. We can look at some news here. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is active. That's what's up. Trevor Lawrence active today. I quickly switched to a guy who really wanted all bad things for the Jaguars. So now I hope they fucking win. I hope they win. And I, I haven't said I like Danico, Danico Ryans. I, I think he's done a great job coaching the Texans. I'm just, I'm sour. I'm bitter. I don't lose well. And this is, this is my reaction. I hope T-Law throws 400 yards on the Titans today and embarrasses them out of Nashville. 
honestly, it never was looking good for the Titans. Ryan Tannehill's starting. There's a reason he doesn't play a whole lot of football, and uh, you'll see that today. Vikings-Lions. Mostly, mostly meaningless, but not meaningless at all. Like, it's one of those things where it's barely a relevant game. So let's go down to the NFC here. It's a 1 o'clock game. Lions have clinched. They won the NFC North. They have clinched. They're getting a home playoff game. Minnesota is not out of the running. They can get into the playoffs if they win today. Green Bay has to lose. Seattle has to lose. And then Tampa Bay or New Orleans have to lose. Now, we'll revisit that here in a second. Minnesota wins. Green Bay loses. Seattle loses. Tampa Bay or New Orleans lose. Now, mind you, every game this week is a division game. And the Bucks and the Saints are the two better teams in a garbage division. Garbage. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Vikings-Lions. Vikings got a lot to play for. Vikings are a four-point underdog because uh, Motor City Dan Campbell ain't mailing in shit either. He hates fucking losing. Just like Mike Vrabel. It's Vrabel. I know. I know. It's Vrabel. Falcon Saints. You never know with these pesky little Falcons. I mean, this is a team that surprised everybody in Atlanta against the Colts. This is a team who this game, this Colts game I look at with Atlanta two weeks ago is... I mean that's that's why that's why we're not playing football, you know, more football in January. You know, you blew that one down in Atlanta. That was your shot. But uh Falcons Saints today, uh Falcons are a three point underdog to New Orleans. Um the Saints with a little bit to play for. Okay, they might win their division today. They just might win their division. New Orleans has to win, Tampa Bay has to lose or tie. Or New Orleans can tie and Tampa Bay could lose. That would be the division decider. Now, the only thing the schedulers could have done better, make this the Week 18 game. They didn't do that. Not a big deal. Saints can also clinch a playoff berth if they win and Seattle loses their ties, or Green Bay loses their ties, or if they tie and Seattle and Green Bay lose. Again, we'll get to all that here in a moment. Jets-Patriots, again, this is fun for me to say. Not a more meaningless game in this one o'clock slate than the Jets and the Patriots. These two garbage-ass teams are just going to finish finish out their season up in Foxborough, Massachusetts around the worst fans in football. Sorry, Reggie. My friend Reggie, big Patriots fan. Sorry, guy. Also, one o'clock Bucks Panthers. Honestly, the Buccaneers are going to get everything they want today. Bucks Panthers. Bucks are a four and a half point favorite. I'm honestly surprised it's not more. Um, if I had to bet any game, it would be this game. Uh, Tampa Bay wins. They clinch the South. If uh, Tampa Bay ties, uh, Seattle and Green Bay. Seattle loses. Green Bay loses or ties. They clinch the playoffs. So, the, so the Bucks can lose. Or, no, the Bucks can tie and still get a playoff berth. So, uh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive because uh, these Buccaneers that we speak of are 8-8. Eight eight. 
these Packers that we speak of that still have a chance at the playoffs are eight and eight. Okay. Wild time to be alive. Wild time. One o'clock. We talked about it. Browns Bengals. I, I would love to see the Browns lineup today because you have no fucking idea what's going down. Let's uh, do a little click in here. Uh, let me see. Browns players not playing against the Bengals. Uh, so, yeah, Greg Newsom, Juan Thornhill, Amari Cooper, Marquise Goodwin, Dustin Hopkins, Mike Ford, Miles Garrett. Um, I don't see Joe Flacco on that list. No way Joe Flacco plays today. There's no way Joe Flacco plays today. I thought I'd seen somewhere where he wasn't playing, but more on that. Help me understand why the Bengals are seven-point favorites. I think this is the most widely predicted game. This is a, one of the wider spreads of the week. I mean, aside from Dallas-Washington, which bet Washington on the plus, also Dallas on upset alert today. That's a six-to-one win if you bet Washington and they do it. But Browns-Bengals, not a lot going on there playoff implication-wise. Browns are going to be the three seed. They know it. Everybody knows it. So that's the one o'clock slate. It's a weird day. There's uh, 14 games today. Six of them are at one o'clock. Seven of them are at four o'clock. More four o'clock games than one o'clock games. Ass backwards. Again, those long pauses are due to some zero sugar Dr. Pepper. I love it so much. Kickoff for these guys in about 47 minutes for those 1 o'clock games. Bears, Packers, big day for the Packers. If the Green Bay Packers win, they are 8-8. Eight and eight. If the Green Bay Packers win, they are in the playoffs, which no one saw coming. The way Jordan Love and that team started, not great. They got it together. These guys have every path in the world to the playoffs. They can lose and make the playoffs, okay? But Green Bay wins therein. That's the basic one. Of course, they've got all these tie scenarios. We're not even going to talk about tie scenarios. I'm fucking over it. Green Bay loses, Minnesota loses, Seattle loses, or Tampa Bay loses. Minnesota, Seattle, and Tampa Bay, or Minnesota, Seattle, and New Orleans. They're in. It's unreal. It's unreal. The NFC, very top-heavy. Rest of that conference, trash. It's not nice. It's not nice. Packers are two-and-a-half-point favorites up there at Lambeau today. Should be a good one. That might be one to bet on. There's not a lot going on that you can bet on because you have no idea. Like this Philly and Giants game, who gives a shit? Dallas-Washington, that's just a big, big spread for Week 18 for a Commanders team that has nothing to lose and, and a Dallas team that actually has something to gain. I mean, they can win the NFC East, which is why I think they'll win the game. But I don't think the Commanders are coming to fuck around today. So Dallas wins their NFC East champions. If Dallas and Philly have the same result today, tie or tie, they're champions. So 
Dallas wins or Philly loses. Dallas wins the NFC East, which is a really big surprise considering Philly led that shit most of the year. But uh, that's a home playoff game on the line. And I'll tell you what's important to Dallas, their home games, because they're really, really good in that stadium. They're really fucking good at home. So Dallas, Washington, maybe all the motivation in the world. I don't know. 13 points, a lot of points for week 18 for me. I like Washington plus 13 and a half for all you bettors. Broncos Raiders. It's a weird game because neither of these teams can make the playoffs, but it has implications for other teams making the playoffs. Um, and it, and uh, this game is involved in one of the Steelers scenarios where the Steelers lose Jacksonville and Denver. If the Steelers lose and Jacksonville loses and Denver wins, then the Steelers are in the playoffs. That's how Jacksonville drops out of the playoffs. If Jacksonville loses, Denver wins because the Steelers already won. Let me see here. Actually, this game's irrelevant now with Pittsburgh winning yesterday. That's my fault. I'm reading old information. So, but yeah. This game yesterday was relevant. Pittsburgh won, so it doesn't matter. Um, Pittsburgh needs Buffalo or Jacksonville to lose is what they need. That's what Pittsburgh needs, Buffalo or Jacksonville to lose. They're big Mike Vrabel fans too. I am not anymore. I yesterday wanted wanted uh, Tennessee to route Jacksonville. Now I, I don't want the Texans to get a home playoff game. I'm mad at them. Mad at them. Giants-Eagles. Eagles trying to win that division. Giants trying to finish this season without anybody else getting hurt or having another mama's boy join the roster. Um, I'm a little surprised that the spread is so close. I know the Eagles haven't been good lately, but... The Giants are five-point underdogs. They are at home. That That's an easy one for me. That's an easy one for me. I know Philly's been bad, but they're, they're going to hold themselves accountable at some point. That's a good football team. It's a good football team. It's well-coached. Maybe today's the day. Maybe go in and get your confidence win against the Giants. Don't go lose. Okay, don't go lose. Those games are at the same time. Dallas holds all the cards. Seahawks, Cardinals. So some teams need Seattle to lose. But what can Seattle do for themselves? Seahawks win. Green Bay loss gets the Seahawks in. Uh, Fuck those tie scenarios. If Seattle wins and Green Bay loses, the Seahawks are in. And this is eerily familiar to last year. Seattle got into the playoffs because Green Bay lost week 18 to the Lions. That's exactly what happened last year. Green Bay lost on Sunday night football last game of the season last year to the Detroit Lions, who had nothing to gain. And Seattle got into the playoffs because of that. Now, with the way the schedule is working today, that uh, Packers game is at 4 o'clock. That Seahawks game also at 4 o'clock. Wild times going on. 
wild times going on, man. Uh, Rams 49ers. 49ers going to mail this one in. Rams doesn't matter to them. Uh, this game is uh, 100% meaningless. Has no implications for anybody or anything. But Rams-Niners, let's see the spread just for funsies. Uh, Rams are four-point underdogs. I would say the Niners probably start their third-string quarterback, but isn't that what Brock Purdy is? Anyway, Chiefs-Chargers, the last one on the slate. Not a lot going on here either. Uh, I don't think you'll see any action there from the Chiefs or the Chargers. Uh, nobody can really get anywhere. The Chiefs are going to be uh, – I think the Chiefs are – Let's see here. Let's see, are the Chiefs the two seed? Yeah, the Chiefs are the two seed. No, the Browns are the two seed. No, the Browns are not the two seed. That's a complete lie. The Chiefs are the two seed. Um, Miami, Buffalo. I guess it kind of matters for seeding. The Chiefs kind of want to win this one, go 11 and 6. For seeding purposes, we'll see how that works out. Chiefs Chargers. Both of these teams have been a letdown this year. I'm sorry. The Chiefs are 10 and 6, but it's not. It's a it's a weird time, man. Patty Mahomes needs a downfield receiver to throw to. His receivers are dropping everything. Drop it, drop it low, girl. Drop it, drop it low. Chiefs Chargers. We'll see if they can get it figured out today. Seating on the line for the Chiefs, that's about it. Dolphins, Bills, the biggest game of the night. All right, another game just like last night. This game is in Miami. You'll see two full-strength teams going head-to-head for the AFC East crown. Why? Because home playoff games are awesome. Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddell are out tonight. That's big. That's big. I think the Bills win this game. I think the Bills have figured it out. They did not start well. They did not start this season well at all. But I believe the Bills have figured it out. Like I said, it's pretty cut and dry here. Except for the fact that Buffalo could drop out of the playoffs completely. Miami's clinched. But Buffalo wins the AFC East with a win. But if they lose, let's see, that didn't happen. If they lose and Pittsburgh, if they lose and Jacksonville wins, Buffalo's going home. Yeah. Yeah, if they if Buffalo loses and Jacksonville wins today, they're going home. So we'll know the Jacksonville result by the time this game kicks off. I don't know what today's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be wild. I don't know if it's going to be, if it's going to blow our minds with football action. I don't really know. But Buffalo could fall completely out of the playoffs today or clinch a home playoff game in Buffalo in January. Fuck whoever has to go play that game. Ugh. At least today's in Miami where it's decent outside. Big day, though. Big day in the NFL. I was excited about yesterday. Um, I'm excited about today. I'm just, the mood's gone now. The mood's gone for me now. 
I tell you what, though, a couple things did happen yesterday that were pretty cool. The Hoosiers, the Indiana basketball Hoosiers, got a big win yesterday. We were looking for the trifecta. Okay, a Colts win, a Pacers win, a Hoosiers win. All those games were basically around the same time. The one leg that I was most worried about, the Hoosiers in Ohio State, the Hoosiers got the win. Uh, Pacers took a tough loss to Boston, and obviously we know what happened in the Colts game. But, um, you know, for us indie fans, it's it's basketball season now. It's 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 basketball season now for us indie guys. You know, and I'm I'm excited about the upcoming NFL playoffs. I'm excited about all that stuff. It's basketball season now. <laughs> Spring training is also what just over a month away, and baseball shall begin. The radical reconstruction of this studio is uh, coming up this week. Things are going to start looking completely different on these streams, and I cannot wait. It's going to be so much better. Oh, my God. You know how many people reach out to me on a regular basis and say, why is that just a real plain white wall behind you? None going on. Except for if you look, you can see um, that is the bottom of a pinata llama head. If you look, that's from my, I think, 39th birthday. We uh, we stuffed a pinata full of fireball and let people hit it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, this rant is about over. I want to let you guys know a couple things. One, we are in the Edge Construction Studio today. If you need construction solutions, dirt work, site development, give my boy Brian a call at Edge Construction, 812-343-3035. Also, another business that's about to blow up in this town, main character and company. That's my wife. That's Sarah Marie. Out there doing the thing, the lashes, the color, the style. You're trying to feel beautiful. She even does makeup. All the things. I'm telling you. It's a one-stop shop. Main character and company. Hit her up on Facebook. Get on the messenger. Be like, Sarah, I'm trying to feel good. The Sean B. Show sent me. That's what's up. Main character and company. M-A-N-E. Character and company. Shit's about to go off the hook. Guys, what a weekend. And we're only halfway through it. I just now kind of wish we could skip to the good part. This Sunday night game tonight's going to be fun, though. All these games today are going to be fun. It's from, uh, from the outsider opinion of a football fan. These games are going to be fun. This Colts loss is going to sting for a couple days. It's going to be fun. So enjoy your Sunday, guys. Lots of football action today. No reason to leave your TV screen. No reason. Just tell the wife, hey, I'm busy. That always works, right? Guys, have a great day. We will see you on Tuesday at 11 a.m. to talk about the upcoming NFL playoffs.